0: Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRinnell.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Rinald Show, we talk about treating acute Achilles tendinopathy. The Ask Mike Rinald Show. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to mikegrinnell.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show. I am at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston with a bunch of our crew here today. Let's see. I got Lisa Russell. She's looking up at me on my screen, which was like Super Brady Bunch. That was awesome. Lisa Russell, Dave Tilley, Lenny McCraneo, Mike Scaduto, Dan Pope, answering your questions today. Len, who, who's our question reader-er for today? Our question reader
1: is a, a PT student that we just cherish. He's just an amazing little PT student. Uh, it's Trevor Claridge from Belmont University uh, down in um, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. We have friend Mike Voigt, who is a instructor there, and so we cherish uh, that relationship at Belmont. So good job, Trevor, for keeping that going.
0: And Trevor, I don't know if anybody's told you this, but you are by far the best student we have right now. Yeah, keep it like up. Like excelling. All the other students are annoying. But keep it oh, up. Oh no, wait. You're the They're only so quiet.
1: Student. All the other ones are yeah. so quiet. Very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> like they never even show up to work. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've never <Okay>. seen them.
0: <laughs> awesome, Trevor. What do we got today? So Tanya from Colorado
2: Springs. How do you manage moderate to severe pain with acute Achilles tendinitis with no reported history of Achilles tendinopathy? The physician ordered oral steroids and a
1: walking boot and no physical therapy for three to four weeks. Mm, all right. I would inject, the tenor, right. j- inject the tenor steroids. <laughs> did,
0: did, did they do it? No, it's oral. They did oral. All right. Yeah. Uh, moderate to severe pain, acute Achilles tendinitis. No history of this is the first episode. Is this Dan Pope? Is there a name? Is there a time Walking at <laughs> <the lake> <laughs> a lighthouse? they
3: walking at a lighthouse.
0: The, uh, the first—is it weird? The first thing that went to my head is like, it's gout. Is that what you <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Dan, you want to? Uh, you want to give your case study of yourself and maybe talk about this a little bit. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I've seen this a few times, too,
2: from some docs, and it it makes me scratch my head a little bit. So someone's Achilles is hurting them a lot. And I think generally, these folks have tried a few things, they're not getting better. And the doctor just suggests using a boot, you know, so I don't know if that's what's going on with your patient. But for most cases of tendinopathy, reactive tendinopathy, tendinitis, whatever you want to call it, um, you generally you'd like to have more of an active approach maybe they're just so irritated that they're not able to get through their regular life without flaring things up, you know? So generally we want to keep people as active as we possibly can. But I think maybe in these cases, the doc is figuring like we just need to calm this down as much as possible. They keep flaring it up. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the question is, is the doctor making the right decision or what do you do, you know, in this
0: instance, you know, but yeah, um I think, yeah I, I think it's more of like what we what we do right and and this is where like i hate when a, like when you get these blanket statements so like you go on an oral steroids so it's probably a 5 day dose pack right and then you say go on a boot and no physical therapy for 3 to 4 weeks well i mean if the steroids work you should be pretty dang close like day 6 day 7 like what if you're feeling great i mean we're really going to literally do nothing for three more weeks and have nobody hey. even monitor that nobody even check on that right so I don't know. I mean, so I, so I'd say, you know, Dan, from there, why don't we, why don't we ignore the no PT for three to four weeks part and just talk about like how we would handle it, but acute to moderate Achilles tendonitis with no history, right? They're in a boot for now. Let's assume there's nothing we can do. Let's assume now they just come to you for the first time a few weeks out of the boot. What's your, what's your thought process on, on how they should present in and, and what our next step should be? Yeah, I think that's a little tough.
2: Hopefully their pain levels are down first and foremost, right? So let's assume that they're feeling pretty good at this point. Um They just got really weak, you know? <laughs> you just had them in a boot and nothing was working uh for a long period of time. So I think you have to be really, really careful for these folks. Um I'm guessing they've had a long history. They're probably freaked out to move. You know, I'm working with someone right now who had the same situation. A lot of foot pain boot for a long period of time, came out, they're afraid to move whatsoever because at this point they haven't. And every time they tried to move, it hurt in the past. So I think you have to, A, instill a little bit of confidence in that person, but B, also be really cautious. Uh, For a lot of these folks, I'm recommending a pedometer just because we have to make sure they're not walking too much throughout the course of the day. And you see all sorts of people. So some people are way too afraid to move, and other people don't care, and they do way too much. So I think you have to get a feeling of what type of person that is. And then once you get that idea, we have to very slowly start strength training them with really basic and easy stuff, you know. Um, so calf raise variations probably do really well at the seated calf raise variation because you don't even have to use your full body weight. Probably start with some double leg calf raises and slowly progress over the course of time. Very careful monitoring of symptoms, seeing if they're flaring up being okay with a little bit of pain, but if it really starts flaring up to the point where it was before, you probably have to back down quite a bit and then just ride that roller coaster over the course of time and give them more when they need it and back off when they need and progress back to your goals slowly over time.
0: What level of discomfort would you be satisfied with? during this progression? Cause it's, it's probably going to be pretty unrealistic that they're zero out of 10, right? I mean, this is like your biggest tendon in the body for a reason, because you're putting so much stress on it throughout the day. Like what's acceptable for you?
2: Yeah. you know, there's a lot of, um, answers in the literature for different tendons in the body, you know? I think the biggest one is probably um, pain the following day, and that's mostly in the patellar tendon research. Uh, You'll also see um, what's tolerable being another one that's in our research and like the rotator cuff. Uh, In general, I like to keep pain minimal, so I tell people, let's say, keep it at a 3 out of 10 or less if you're able to, and some folks just aren't, so you're probably going to have to dabble in something a little bit higher, and the next day, we want to make sure their pain levels are back to their baseline, but if someone is hasn't moved in months, there's a chance it's going to be pretty sore. and We expect that and it might not be a bad thing. Uh, What I tell people is that the pain levels are important, but the bigger thing is that are you making progress from week to week and month to month? And I also tell them it's kind of like losing weight. If you're trying to lose weight and you look at the scale every single day, you're probably going to be frustrated. But if you weigh yourself every two weeks, you know, every month, you'll see that change. And that probably gives us good feedback of whether or not we're doing things appropriately. So if you're having minimal pain or moderate pain, but over the course of time you're getting stronger, pain levels are going down with activities used to hurt, we're moving in the right direction. I'm not even that concerned about pain at that point because I know we're moving in the right way. I like it.
0: So, some big tidbits right there is while you're so you you have to do a gradual progression of load, right? So that goes from seated calf raises, standing double, single. Then we start getting more dynamic with load. Then we get, we get more dynamic with movement and speed of movement, and then jumping. Like there's a huge progression. What we need to do: make sure that you're starting in the right spot, and then in order to go to that next step, like Dan said, like maybe you know three out of ten discomfort at most during, right? You could argue if you're zero out of 10 that your your Achilles could handle more, right? And you should be maybe going to the next exercise on your progression, right? So think of it that way. But then to see how you handled today's workload is how well you recovered the next day. I, I think that's the key for us is map out your progression of non or not non-weight but walking in a boot and doing no pt to running and jumping and fill in the gap with every exercise in between and just say like what's my criteria to keep going through that progression i think i think that was awesome can i also jump in here too before because i know dave dave's got some too but i just want to say that that pedometer thing was amazing right and, and that is one of those things people like a lot of people don't think about and don't put a lot of emphasis on and even dan you even just this is like yeah yeah and a pedometer and like kept going but that is huge if you really want to work and see somebody's like progression is use a pedometer or use an app on your phone or watch or whatever you may have and actually see that monitored over time what if you did your exercise progression, but then they went to the mall that night, right? Or something like that. And you had no idea. And the next day they're sore. You're like, wow, it must've been from those seated calf raises we did. Right. And you're like, no, like, so, I mean, putting that all together with pedometer is gold. And I think that's a lot of things that we don't do is like PT is just an hour out of the week or whatever. Right. It's not all those other minutes. So, so huge advice, Dan. I like that. Um, Dave, did you have something too? <laughs> yeah i
3: just want to kind of with some more thoughts too because i think um a lot of people especially working with any athlete really who has an achilles issue so i unfortunately see a lot of sever's disease and younger athletes but also like uh older achilles synoptes and, and also tears as well but like i think that the progression out of the boot is sometimes such a struggle it's similar to like how docs sometimes are like all right no lunges ever no squats ever but you can run it three months right and the same thing with it's like wear the boot for full weeks and like yeah go for it try to do some jogging and i think like that lack of guidance around the boot transition really makes a lot of people frustrated because they can't get back to daily life. And I just came to my mind because I literally had someone last night who she had a, a, a taller dome issue, but like she came out of the boot or is instructed to come out of the boot and she's really struggling a lot just to walk normally and have not have any pain. So I think using, um, one, a heel wedge for these people is really important is to give them like a, usually get them like CVS or someone, but it's just like three layers. You can rip away like a half centimeter, I'm sorry, a half inch. Every time they go from the boot, the boot is so rigid. They have zero dorsiflexion and it gets really, really stiff in the capsule and really stiff in their Achilles. So especially with insertional tendinopathies, they don't really like that deep compression of dorsiflexion. If you're going upstairs, you say you just get your toes in the stairs and stoop down, it triggers pain for a lot of people. So if you can use the heel wedge, maybe use, okay, we're going to come out of the boot for. You know, when you're walking at school, I want you to use the boot because it's a long distance. But then when you're at home, let's take the boot off and wear a sneaker with the heel wedge. And then you can go down to a half and then a three quarter and then down to the final one over the course of maybe two weeks. And people as they get their mobility back and start to load, like Dan said, if they can monitor their activity and do that, it really helps a lot with the transition. And so I just I'm educating a lot of people, like, yes, I know you're clear of the boot, but let's give it two weeks to slowly get you back. Because you probably walk eight miles a day between all the stuff that you do and I found that very, very helpful. People who kind of struggle to kind of get that, that put back.
0: I would imagine coming out of a boot feels terrible. I've, I've never been in a boot for four weeks. Yeah. I, I, I can That'd imagine. Yeah. That, that seems that, that seems, that seems aggressive. And again, too, like, why can't we be doing some gentle range of motion exercises and stuff during that? It's like, come on docs. We had to get better with that. So that way, when we can start putting weight through the tendon, it's not both a mobility and a loading restriction now. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Mike, what's up, Mike? What do you think? Yeah, Yeah, I I was just thinking, and and Dave just touched on this a little bit, but from a
1: diagnostic specificity standpoint, I think, uh, you know, especially with an acute uh, tendinitis, you probably want to be pretty specific with your diagnosis, if it's more insertional, um, or if it's a mid substance, because I think that does help guide the exercise selection, uh, maybe more of an insertional, but down by the calcaneus, uh, really flared up, you know, you, you may When you're working on your calf raises, you may just have them go to neutral at the beginning and not go past into dorsiflexion because that will recreate some of their compressive um, issues if you think they're having issues with compression of the tendon around the calcaneus versus more of a mid-substance. Maybe you can work into a deeper dorsiflexion range when you're doing your calf raises and your seated calf raises. They may be able to tolerate that um, pretty well. So I think it does guide the exercise selection, especially early on when you're trying to calm down the area, but also you know, generate a little bit of capacity in the calf. Um, I think that can be fairly helpful for people.
0: Yeah. To, to me, this seems like a fun one, right? I mean, think about like what Mike Mike and Dan just kind of talked about. It's like, we get to think of like this huge exercise loading progression, which I think this, that's what we think is fun in our world, right? It's like, how do you get from point A to point Z, right? And all those things in between. And that's, you know, great tidbits on variations on how you would do that. Like, this is actually a fun one for me uh, in my mind, because this is like PT to the T, right? It's workload progressions, exercise selections, and just gradual, like building them up over time. I mean, this is like a perfect one. So, um, awesome. Good stuff. Well, hopefully that helps Tanya. Um, you know, never fun to deal with somebody in that much pain, especially with an Achilles. Um, you know, Achilles are tough. Like you don't, you don't want that thing to, to progress. And that's probably what the physician was thinking there when they got so conservative on her. Uh, but something to keep in mind, but, um, awesome stuff. Good luck with that. If you have questions like that, again, head to MikeRynell.com, click on that podcast link and you can fill out the form to ask away, but um, be sure to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks again. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRynell.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify,